0: So we're continuing our series in Ephesians. We started a couple weeks ago by talking about the interesting thing about religion is being God and not being us. So, uh, too often we make it about us. and The goal is not to do that. The goal is to come here on a Sunday and to worship Him and to make the, the, the Sunday morning not be for us, but for Him. That we don't consume, but we come to perform for God. If there's a performance going on, it's not by us, it's not by us, it's by the congregation offering up our praise and our worship to God. That's what we're here for. If you've ever walked out of here thinking this thought, "Hmm, well that was a pretty good message. But hey, you know that music was really good this week. That's the consumer mindset. that's not what we're here for. We're here to break things. That's what we started. The interesting thing about religion is God. Then last week we talked about the miracle of being included and actually how difficult that is. That we are to include everyone. That anyone, when God says all, he means all. And that all are welcome when they come to join in the body of Christ. And so last week we talked about some of those things and left with the challenge of who am I excluding from my life that God would have me include and both of those things kind of lead us to where we are today because we're going to talk about becoming a grounded person is the title but really we're going to talk about humility that a big part of what it means to be a christian is to walk humbly with god and to understand that he is our god and we are worshiping him so our passage is Ephesians 3k verse 14 that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So we God for all people. Thank you, So this morning we're looking at this, this passage begins with an action, doesn't it? It begins with a posture, and as we humble ourselves before God, we get down on our knees. And it's in that way that we put our faith into action. So as a recovery person, we try to come up with different ways to, to help our, our newer folks in recovery develop habits. And one of the things that is, is sometimes given to, to someone new is take your car keys and throw them under your bed. Now, why would you throw your car keys under the bed? Any idea? you got to get on your knees first thing in the morning if you want to go anywhere. It teaches that we start our day before our Creator. And if we're honest also about this, how many people like the idea of kneeling and, and getting on our knees and submitting ourselves? It's a couple of It's certainly not what our society talks about, not what our culture talks about. In the writer of Ephesians, where the first two and a half chapters talk about the power of the progress, the grace, and the glory of God, talk about his revelation and how big it is because it's infinite. It's galactic, and cosmic. When you think about the creator of all and how big God is, it, 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 we don't have words for how big God is, but God is also very intimate and personal and seeks of personal relationship with each of us individually. This God that created everything wants to be intimately involved in our day-to-day life. And that work of reconciliation has been accomplished in Christ and it's also yet to be accomplished because it waits for us to respond. Do we choose to accept that gift or not? And we don't understand it all, we comprehend part of it now. But what we do know is that we approach the Lord to come to the Lord in thanksgiving and praise. So we bow. We bow. Not our nature, but we do it anyway. See, we want to be respected, we want to be acknowledged, we want all of this notoriety. There's a part of each of us in this room that wants that. We may deny it, but i got to tell you, there's a part of each of us in this room that wants to be recognized. To not walk in complete anonymity. And so we talk about submitting to the Lord and helping us so it's hard for us. But sometimes... <coughs> And Don Crabb talked about a man to the ministry this morning. And there are some times when we find ourselves, and that's not the only place, but it's a place that I've seen this happen. We find ourselves in the presence of the Holy. Have you ever found yourself in that place, in the presence of God? See, in that moment, it's not hard at all to submit and to kneel. It's funny, a lot of folks that make a list, I know some folks who make lists of stuff they're going to tell God when they get to heaven. You know what they're going to do when they get to heaven and they see God? Either this or this. <laughs> all the pride and all the ego that we have here, when we come before us the Creator of all, as we're in the presence of holiness, goes away. We're going to think, holy, 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 Lord God So we bow to the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. A lot of the letters that Paul wrote were written about congregational conflicts, about things going on in the church. Leaders are named, situations are identified. We learn a lot about the Church of Corinth, the Church of Philippi, <laughs> through those letters and, and, and the obvious. Questions that they had asked Paul that he was addressing. But Ephesians is a little bit different. It reminds us that God is big and that He is holy. And so we bow. We confess our small heart in the grand scheme of things. I grew up in California, got sober, got know, somebody. Was about an hour and a half more. I, I lived in the Bakers- Bakersfield area of California. So, my early recovery, I was very volatile emotionally, got a lot going on. And so, Yosemite became the place that I would go to just get peace. If you've ever been there, you understand it. I mean, there, there are places of God's creation, and I know you've probably got it. Sometimes it's a lake, sometimes it's mountains. There are places, sometimes it's a room in our house. There are places that we go where we experience something special with God. And they have trees that out there that are redwoods, giant redwoods that are probably from the piano to over here is the trunk. And those are massive. And I remember I was up there and I was walking through the redwoods, and I recognized that I was in how insignificant I was. Because I mean when you're looking at a couple hundred feet up and you know a hundred feet across it it's easy to go you know what god's done some big stuff right here and i'm not just this little guy but as i continue to walk i also recognize that in my life and in my world i have significance you see where that combination of significant even in our insignificance? And that can bring us to a place of humility when we recognize the bigness of God and the bigness of creation, but we don't lose our identity because we have significance and the ability through Christ to impact others by the way that we live and the things that we do and who we are. So, yes, recognize your insignificance, but also grab hold of the fact that you are a child of God created to, to, do, to do big things in His name. And it happens, ironically, when we humble ourselves enough, when we go to the deep waters Robert saying and it's no longer in our ability, we're no longer able to do it, and yet it happens anyway, that's God. That's God. But we have to be willing to go beyond the comfort zones that we set up into a new place. And I'll be honest with you, most churches are not willing to go beyond their comfort Some in here are unwilling to go beyond their comfort Some of you are. And some of you are like, hey, I will be go right. around <laughs> But one of our challenges as a church is to go to the place that God would have us to be. Sometimes our pride gets in the way and keeps us from being able to ask for help. But in that place, in that place of holiness, when we're able to to recognize that, as John the Baptist said, if he must increase, then I must decrease. I become less so that he can become more. we can, there's a chorus of awesome God, right? Our God. Is an awesome God he reigns
1: From heaven above with wisdom Power and love our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God he reigns From heaven above with wisdom Power and love our God is an awesome
0: God See when we recognize that it's about God where if we that's that's the deal. Our God is an awesome God. We want Him to be awesome in us and through us. So we find a new way. We discover that on our knees before God, we can it is a place where we can really experience a special moment. Let me ask you this though. Huh? When's the last time you got on your knees? You don't have to answer. That. That's rhetorical. But it's in that place that we can return to the source. And, and, and we can do that when we pray for others. Sometimes we, we, we pray for ourselves. If you haven't seen there's a movie called Morning, go see it. It's about prayer. It's a good, good movie. Ephesians tells us, I pray that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through His Spirit. I hope that you grab hold of it. Remember that phrase. <coughs> pray that for people in your life this week. It's a simple prayer. I pray that according to the riches of His glory, it's about God, right? He may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through His Spirit. In your inner being, He wants a personal intimate relationship with you, but it's through the power of His Spirit, which is infinite. It comes with what we've talked about for the last few weeks. Pray that for people. See, so you find ourselves on our knees. Sometimes when we come to the end of our own power, of our own strength, and we confess a need, that's most often when we have no figures to our needs. There was a pastor, a young pastor who served in a rural community, one of the patriarchs as the congregation was a farmer, and wise and powerful among the neighbors. Along the way the pastor got into contact with the patriarch. the communication became difficult. The pastor made a point on occasion to drive out to the farmer's home to keep the conversation going. But those visits weren't easy. There were always long silences, and nothing tangible seemed to happen. As the pastor approached the farm, she sees a sign that says, "The pavement ends." The pavement ends. See, when the pavement ends, the road becomes rough. When the pavement ends, the turbulence is greater. When the pavement ends, we have to rely on God. And too many of us just drive on the road and we won't go beyond where the payment ends. Can you think of a time when the payment ended in your life and you had rely line, God, admit, it might have been a financial crisis, it might have been a health issue? Church conflict? Although I know that never really happens. <laughs> place where the payment ended and it became time for us to step out of our own personal thing and, and allow God to be who God is. Time when we're forced to do things, we open ourselves up to God and we discover that God was always with us the whole way, hoping that we would turn to him. Because he's with us no matter what. Humility connects us. The ability to let go of our pride connects us with this uplifting power that comes from God. As we become more grounded, we're able to rise up and walk, And Jesus told many of the crippled folks back in that day, rise up and walk. Not all paralysis is physical. In our tradition, pride is often noted as one of the chief of the sins in Christianity. Pride is simply our refusal to accept a gift. It can be our rejection of God. It's things that we put in the way between us and God. But when we're able to remove that, when we're able to remove pride from the equation, it opens up the space. And that's a space that God can fill, if we're willing to have Him do that. The love of self is way to the love of God and neighbor. The illusion of wanting to be in control is replaced by God's image. The one who loves us and gave Himself for us. Galatians 2.20 The arrogance of wanting to be first is replaced by the recognition that the first shall be last and the last. And in my pride, I might be tempted to drive at full speed, even when the pavement ends. Done that in Oregon, and it's like if I go fast enough over all these months, maybe I won't feel. It. <coughs> we don't know what I'm talking about. In my pride, I protect the natural limits and boundaries that shape my life. But in love, I give thanks for my circumstances, whether I like them or not. In love, I praise God for creation and my place in it, it because sort each of us has a place in creation. In pride of my claim, we claim not more knowledge than we actually possess, but in humility we stand before mysteries. Paul continues, I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints, what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Ultimately, we bow before mystery. God creates redeems, sustains, and sanctifies the world. We don't always see that, but it's going on even today. And as we become more humble, God draws near. We come before Him in prayer and in worship and adoration and praise. He shows up. We ask for knowledge to comprehend just a piece of who He is, and He gives it to us. We pray for the gift of love that He sends us, Jesus. So, for the last couple of weeks, been trying to, we've been focusing on, and, and you know, talked about this path that we get when we come to know Christ. and We've got all this stuff and over the course of time, the road narrows for us as Christians, as we move beyond little things and let go of things that get in the way of our relationship with God. And that led me last week to talk about people that were excluding that God would have us included. And so this week I was thinking about that question. And I had an interesting answer. You see, I think that Jesus was a revolutionary. He came to this place to, to revolutionize religion and to make things completely different. And one of the, the, the groups that I had the greatest difficulty with aren't the folks outside the church. It's folks inside the church that seek status quo. And I had to recognize that. They're the hardest for me. They're the ones that I want to exclude. Because they just don't want to deal with it because I don't think it's right. Now here's an irony for you. You know the folks who have the most difficulty with me? Folks who want things to stay the same, because I'm constantly trying to push against that, right? You've been here for a while, but I'm constantly trying to push against that. Do you know? Here's the beauty of the body of Christ. And I think we live this out well at Holy Spring. We need all of us. We need the folks who are seeking status quo, and we need the folks like me that are going to push against it. everything in between and when we seek to make disciples of jesus christ in the transformation of the world that's what we're talking about we're talking about taking people where they are and watching what god does with them within the context of the greater body that's the first of you because those of you who like status quo Allow me to be a part of your life, and because those those folks like me that are pushing against that, allow the the, the the reverse of that. We are stronger together because of the differences that we bring to the table. We don't have to agree to see power in Christ. And it's awesome. But it does take humility. Y'all know this one?
1: Humble to the of the Y'all say that. Humble thyself inside the Lord. And y'all say, Humble thyself inside the Lord. And he, and he, and he will lift, will lift you up. Higher and higher, and he, and he will lift, will lift you up. Humble thyself inside the Lord. I will myself in the sight of the Lord. I will myself in the sight of the Lord. I will in the sight of the Lord, and He.